it has been a long day of recording. So, we're going to talk about the cup race, the IndyCar race, the truck race, and we're going to rant for a while. So, welcome back to the old days on the Pastimes and Early Musings podcast. Out of three and four, this win's going to punch his ticket to the championship four. Gordon wins in Martinsville. And now it's all Johnny Benson working his way out of turn number four. Benson is going to win in Martinsville. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of the Past Times and Other Reasons podcast. My name is Alex Wood, a.k.a. Destroyer H6. With me, as always, is Mary, a.k.a. Ultimate 23 Dragon. And today we are breaking down the Kansas race that was good. Surprising. You know what's <laughs> not surprising? Saving 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Uh, not a sponsor, but uh, we do have the hot lap segment brought to you by uh, Lionel, Lionel Racing and Circle B Diecast. Get all your diecast needs at lionelracing.com and Circle B Diecast. Hey, Mary, what's this? What's on? Uh, what's going on this Sunday? This Sunday? Yeah. Mm, not exactly sure. Oh, wait, it's the All Star Race. Yep. And where were we this past weekend? We were at Kansas. And who won the inaugural race there? Jeff the Ford. first two races there. Yep. It was Jeff Gordon. And what year did they first run Kansas? It was 2001. And what happened on the final lap of that year's Daytona 500? Really? Answer the question that, that pertains to my diecast. I don't know what your diecast is. Okay, it's a Dale Earnhardt diecast. Ah. Uh, that pertains to the All Star race. Is this the gold one that he wrecked in 98? Nope. It's the 2000 Peter Max. That was my second race. guess. This is a nice car, I think. I used to think it was ugly. This is 2000, so the hood opens. You have the nice engine detail in there. It only got worse over time. But look at this paint scheme. Mm-hmm. When my dad first seen this car, oh yeah, no red fuel cell at this time, my dad said to me, there is no way Dale Earnhardt raced that. <laughs> and then here's the black chassis. Ah. That's before they went to the more realistic chassis. And this actually has a matte finish. I don't know if you can tell in this lighting, but this, is a, this has a matte finish. And this is also the car he raced in that year's Coke 600. And unfortunately, he would pass away um, the next year. And I just now realized all of my Dale Earnhardt Sr. diecasts are cars he raced in non-points races. Because hmm. I have That's the 1998 Coke car that he raced in Motegi, Japan against Junior. 
I have this one, and I have the. This is the car he raced in his final race. I have the 2001 Oreo car that he raced in the 01 Bud Shootout, which I showed in the first episode of this season. So let's talk about Kansas. Uh, Kurt Busch won, giving 2311 yeah. Racing their second win. Uh, it was a great battle between the Bush brothers and Kyle Larson. I thought Larson had it towards the end, but the caution came out and the 45 was a lot better than I expected. A uh, good run for Bubba Wallace, too. Also finished in the top 10. So Yeah, that was surprising, too. Especially after the pit stop issue. And here's the thing. He's, mm-hmm. They both have had good runs this year, but they got screwed over. The racing gods shined a light on 2311 Racing this weekend. Also on Joe Gibbs, too. So both teams had very good runs. I think all, I think all six cars finished in the top 10. Three of them finished in the top five, including Kurt. Yeah, I I would have to double-check that one. Well, I'm looking right now, because I have the NASCAR app. (laughs) Yeah, no. Kurt Busch first, Kyle Kyle Busch third, Denny Hamlin fourth, Christopher Bell fifth, Martin Truex Jr. sixth, so Gibbs was third through sixth, and Bubba Wallace finished in tenth. Uh-huh. So, why don't we get your opinion on the race while well, I go put this diecast back and go get my mail? Because I'm an idiot and forgot <laughs> to do that before I record it. As always. But anyway, Kansas was better than expected. Like, I thought it was going to be one of those yeah, races with only a few different contenders. I hope you know I can hear you with these earbuds in. Yeah, I noticed the earbuds like a couple minutes ago. But anyway, the the racing was better than I had anticipated, which is surprising. And I heard a lot of people saying that, oh, the new gen car has saved the 1.5 mile tracks and all that stuff. No, we haven't raced all of them. And I think its biggest test is coming up. So, let's hold our horses on saying that the intermediate tracks are saved. Because <laughs> that's not going to be a thing. So, yeah, I really think it's biggest test is coming up. But the racing was better than expected. So, it will be interesting to see if the other tracks can handle the new gen car. Can the new gen car handle the other types of tracks? But, um... So far, it's looking good, but I'm going to wait for the end of the season before we really know for sure that this is going to be a knit thing for NASCAR's future. And another thing that I noticed in regards to the race, there there were a couple hmm moments. We talked about Bubba Wallace's pit crew. That's definitely a hmm. And Denny Hamlin, who is the part owner of 2311, is even calling them out now. So, yeah. And there was another thing that I noticed in the race that I think we will get to in Hot Topics. But I'll save that for that. 
You're going to continue because I've got boxes to open. Oh, no. <laughs> well, that only means one thing. So let's so, see what's okay. in this box. <laughs> of course, I have my trusty pocket knife. Yay. That I cannot close right now. Okay, straight to merch stuff. What'd you get today? Oh, let's see here. This isn't merch. This is something I should have bought months ago. That could be anything. <sighs> Please open. <laughs> oh. PS2 memory cards. Why? Because I need extra memory cards. <laughs> why are there four of them? Well, I'll show you why there are four of them. Oh, no, he got a new game. No, I didn't get a new game. I got a multi-tap. Okay. It allows you to play four memory cards and four controllers. Okay. That, that makes be, sense. I will be using this. Now we're on to two die casts that I got today. Mary has to take a guess on who the drivers are. We'll oh, be opening, great. This should be fun. We'll be opening this one first. I don't even know which, right, I know which cars they are. I don't know which one this is. All right. I assume they're both NASCAR. Yes. Because any car is expensive. Huh? Well, this one is not a driver who still races. Neither one actually are. One of the drivers is okay, deceased. So one is huh? deceased. One is deceased. Oh, boy. Okay. So I assume it's not the obvious and not Earnhardt Sr., right? Oh, no. Okay. Personally, I don't like his diecasts. Uh, this one is a member of my NASCAR dozen. Is this the deceased one? No. That's not left. This one is still alive. This one is still alive. So it's one of your guys. It's somebody that I like. No. That means it's Jeff Gordon. Yes, this is the 1999 Star Wars Episode One car, which I have mm -hmm. a. Winner's Circle 164 of. Mm -hmm. I've been waiting to get this one for a while, so. Fun. That's sarcastic. I don't like that. Jeff Gordon is a great driver. Oh, yes. Look at this thing. <laughs> This is actually his no. Bush car. You have Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi, Darth Maul, oh. and Jar Jar Binks on this side. Oh, boy. Uh, now, do you like this car, Mary? Well, the styling is nice, but I'm not really into Star Wars. You don't have to be into Star Wars to like the car, damn it. I said I like the styling of it. Like, the numbering is nice, the paint scheme overall is nice, especially the coloring of the blues. 
Okay, now I've got another one. This is the Boy, one, the deceased driver. And you have to guess the deceased driver first. Oh, that's very helpful. Okay, so I rolled out Leffler and Earnhardt Sr. Did not die in a... Huh? Ask, ask your question. Is it a driver who's died in the last five years? No. Ten years? Nope. Fifteen? Yep. Okay, so between 2007 and 2012, is it a driver I've done a documentary on? No. But so you should. So it's not Kevin Grubb or Christian Elder. Okay, let's see. Hmm. Is this a legend? In an aspect, yes, but in other aspect, no. Bobby Hamilton Sr. Yep. They tape this good. I assume this is the 55 square D yep. car? Not that. Which year? Oh, oh, wait a minute. There's a couple of them it could be. I want to say 2001. Yes, which one of his 2001 schemes? Oh, yeah, that's helpful. Uh, him. Like, I would assume the basic one, the yellow and blue nope. one. I love that car, but no. The Looney Tunes one. With, with Marvin the Martian. That's 2002 then, not 2001. No, this, is, this is 2001. I remember them doing that in 2001. Why else would the 2002 version be called the rematch? That was 03. No, like, I remember, now, I remember 2002 for one specific reason. <laughs> yeah, I know too. You do? There's no way you know of that story. They did a golf cart race. Jimmy Johnson pinned Jeff Gordon into the corner. Jeff Gordon fell off. <laughs> you do know of that story. <laughs> Here's the Bobby Hamilton car. All right, let me take a look. That's very nice. And Marvin the Martian is one of my favorite Looney Tunes. You have to guess who my I favorite have a Looney Tunes. You need to guess my favorite Looney Tunes character. Your favorite Looney Tune? Yes. Sylvester the Cat. You're close. I said Sylvester the cat. It's not him. He's one of them. Tweety Bird? I thought you'd get it. I thought you'd... Hang on. I thought I'd tell you do something, but n no. It is not... It is not Tweety Bird, Tweety but... Bird. It's not Tweety Bird. I thought you would take diecast as a clue... And it's not Marvin the Martian. 
know. Let's see. How do I tell you without giving it away? He was featured on one of the Looney Tunes cars both years. Oh, yeah, that's very helpful. That could be any of them. Bugs Bunny, Daffy Dog, yep. Yosemite Sam. Bugs Bunny. Okay. I'm uh, I'm going to um this, I really like this Bobby Hamilton car. Like I really do. Like the only reason I said Sylvester the Cat is because Sylvester the Cat actually had an infamous moment on my favorite game show. <laughs> Let me actually open up this hood. What happened with Sylvester on um Press your luck. Okay, there was an episode. Whoever wrote the question got the basis of the question wrong. It was supposed to be, which one of the Looney Tunes is known for the phrase suffering succotash? Suffering succotash! For some reason, whoever wrote the question said the correct answer was Daffy Duck. Now, Daffy Dog has said that in... That is a stupid answer! Why would I ever say that? There have been a few occasions in which Daffy Dog has said that, but it's more notorious and synonymous with Sylvester the Cat. So as a result of that, and I don't know how they pulled this off, the game ended early. So as the credits were rolling, they got Mel Blank to do this skit with Peter Tamarkin, and Mel voiced Sylvester the Cat and basically told Peter and the audience watching that, yeah, the question was incorrect. So as a result of that, the game, well, the, the person who won that game, won that day, managed to keep everything, but basically they redid the show the very next day. I was trying to see which, how many of these diecasts were made. This one, there were only 9,204. There will be a review of this soon. So keep an eye out. Um, I'm going to... I'm actually going to uh, get rid of all this shit when we're done. So, But I will put the diecast back. You're going to talk about hot topics while I put these uh, while I put these in the other room. And by the way, if you're looking up the Pressure Luck episode, you are looking for episode 449. That is the Sylvester episode. So anyway, we're going to go to hot topics now. Well, there's one thing that's wrong here. Uh, clearly, Alex forgot. Uh, he did not review the truck race. Uh, the truck race was won by Zane Smith, and his up and down season continues. It's either very, very good or very, very bad. In this instance, for him, it was very, very good. And I don't know how they're pulling off the four wide stuff at these tracks, but yeah. <laughs> I didn't get to watch much of the truck race, so eh. Uh, he, there, Alex also missed out on the IndyCar Grand Prix, and I know why he skipped on that, because Colton Herta ended up winning that in a very rain-soaked event. Yikes. Um, but anyway, moving on to uh, Hot Topics. Uh, let's see what we got here. So, there's only a couple that I have. 
The first one was the uh, news from last week that Matt Crafton was disqualified after his uh, after the Darlington race. That was appealed and won. The DQ actually got reversed, so Matt Crafton gets his, I believe, fifth place finish back. And this is the thing I was talking about earlier in regards to Hot Topics, is that I know that people rage out against NASCAR a lot in terms of certain types of things that happen during the races where it's a minor thing, all of a sudden, oh, caution, but a big thing, no caution. So if you recall earlier, there was an incident where Kyle Larson was leading, and then he and Kurt Busch was behind him getting loose. Kyle hits the wall, but manages to keep going. Green flag, no problem. Evan Harvick, who was running maybe, what, 17th, 18th? The same wall, he keeps keeps going, albeit slowly. As a result of that, NASCAR threw the caution, saving his butt. Are you kidding me? So let me see if I have this right now. All these different things are going on here. And then Harvick just tags the wall and is off the pace a little bit. He's not he's not David Rudiman 2010 Martinsville slow, but Harvick's still going a decent pace despite hitting the wall. NASCAR threw the caution for that. So to all you conspiracy theorists saying that NASCAR does not favor Kevin Harvick, checkmate, y'all lost. About Hendrick Morris Sports, by the way, look no further than what happened to Chase Elliott. Like, Kyle still finished in the top three. get help for him, and he finishes. Oh, you golden boy of Hendrick, and everyone else has to win on their talent and stuff, and Chase gets whatever he wants. Checkmate, Larson's the golden boy, not Chase. So y'all can quit with that one. And on that note, earlier today, I saw a video, and it had to be one of the stupidest. This is, I hate these assumptions. Like, you can easily tell on social media who has the most toxic fan bases in NASCAR. Why are people assuming that Chase Elliott's fan base is the worst of the worst? <laughs> it's not even in the top five. Like, I don't remember how many weeks ago I talked about the toxic fan bases in NASCAR, but uh, this dude called NRF Productions did a video saying Chase Elliott fans are toxic. And once again, I gotta remind people, um, no, that's like, what, a tenth of his fan base? That is nothing in comparison to Bubba Wallace's fan base, or Kyle Busch's, or Kevin Harvick's, or Kyle Larson's, or, and most especially, the most toxic fan base in NASCAR, which is Denny Hamlin's. Oh my god. The Denny Hamlin people? Oh. So all you people and your conspiracy theories about Chase Elliott having a toxic fan base, checkmate, y'all lose that one too. It's Danny Hamlin's, and it's not even close. Okay, so that's the end of that. And since Alex is not back yet, I will mention one more thing. Now, initially, I wasn't going to, but I will here. Um, you're going to be seeing me a lot less on Twitter. Um. One of my close friends voiced concern about me falling into despair, and a lot of it is because of me trying to keep up with social media and stuff. And he made the suggestion that I should take a break from Twitter 
And after some thinking, I have decided that he is absolutely right. Like, Twitter and a lot of people, when I made the announcement on my YouTube community page, uh, agreed with me. Twitter is um, bad. Basically, 95% of the toxicity on the internet comes from Twitter. And the problems and the aspects in regards to Twitter is pretty bad. And I'm just sick and tired of the same garbage coming up as headlines every single day. Like, bad thing here, bad thing there, bad thing here. Oh, but let's blame these people that have nothing to do with it, huh? I am sick and tired of this garbage every day. Like, I thought by keeping my part of that community pretty small, like I'm, what, following, what, 60 people? And only, like, a third of them are in regards to racing. Like, a third of them is regards to racing, a good chunk of them is Pokemon, and there's a small chunk that's everything else, for one reason or another. But, anyway, just... It's just gotten so bad on Twitter that my close friend who recommended this, he's absolutely right. I needed a break. So, I'm basically taking a break, and this is also a good idea for an experiment to me, to see how much my mentality in regards to a lot of things improve and if i'm better with or without twitter and so far it's been it's only been a few days since i started this as of recording but right now i am feeling pretty good i am getting a few things done and there's not been much uh, chaos ever since so it's you're so far so you're forgetting a topic huh? you're forgetting a topic I am? Ryan Holman. Oh, God. Yeah, speaking of Twitter, uh, right before I left, oh, my God. Okay, so, <laughs> the day before I made my, my decision to take my Twitter break, this is what happened. So, uh, Ryan Holman has been a longtime member of the NASCAR online community. And he was someone that I followed for a little bit back when the clip compilation things were the it thing. And I thought he was just a misunderstood dude. Um, no, that's not the case now. So <laughs> it's come out that he's been basically harassing people because of their skin color, especially if you're light colored. Now, Ryan is light colored, but it appears he's a black super. So that's in a, that's in the regards of that itself, but then you think about other controversies he's had over the years. He's been he's been accused of basically stealing ideas and trying to make them into his own. That's been a thing for a very long time, going back to the frisky Nixon days, the uh, aspects of different things about his videos and such. He was exposed as a racist when the Bubba Wallace thing happened at Talladega in 2020. And now he's harassing other people based on either their skin color or their gender. Because a lot of them, almost all of them, are women. Uh -uh. And now people are speculating whether this guy has some sort of a mental illness or something. And I don't know if it's one thing or another. It's just an out-of-control deal. And basically this dude needs to get canceled. So... Cancel culture people, do your thing, and get Ryan Holman off the internet. 
Continue. With what? With anything else you want to talk about, because if you want to know what I'm doing, I am transferring my PlayStation data onto the one of the memory cards that I got. Why? I got four memory cards for a reason. That's not very helpful, but all right. Do you really need to transfer them? Yes, because I'm getting rid of these two. The, the one I'm transferring from right now won't allow anything to be saved, despite having 150-something thousand or uh, 117,000 open memory megabits. Could it be the PlayStation itself? I don't know. Hang on, let me I'm try something. I'm going to experiment with that before you go any further. Hang on, let me try. Okay. But that, that's basically how that works in terms of all the stuff. That's all I have for Hot Topics, where basically all of that So let's talk about so something I, else then. Well, I assume we don't have a hot seat for this week. No, we don't. And I assume you do have a mailbag. Yes. Who do I think will win the NBA championship this year? Well, it's not the Phoenix Suns, I can tell you that. What? I can tell you that too. I could have told you that before the season started. We're running out of time. Fuck this whole 10 minute thing. I hate Zoom so much. <laughs> well, this is gonna I, I know. This freaking multi tap doesn't really work. Oh, God. You can pretty much guess why I know the Phoenix Suns, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> I am not an NBA person. I cannot guess why. I would say Barkley, but... No, my male counterpart put out a video earlier this week in regards oh. to that. Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> Kamikaze Games. Yeah. And for oh. the record, before anyone... The reason he's called my male counterpart is because of the NASCAR Reddit is stupid. That's all you need to know. <laughs> all right, just stupid stuff here. This stuff I don't really need. Oh, God. So, uh, while we're waiting on Alex, let me do the Patreon stuff really quick. The Pastimes and Other Musings podcast is supported by a Patreon. We do have a Patreon page. So, if you do want to support us, we have four different tiers for you. The more you donate, the more... Uh, gifts and other benefits you get we have our five dollar bronze tier our ten dollar silver tier our twenty dollar gold tier and our fifty dollar fifty dollar platinum tier mouth work um, and also continue go on continue <laughs> you were saying something and uh, also, for those who pay attention to our YouTube channels, I have a video that came out on Monday. Today? We're recording on Monday, but I'm referencing for those listening on Friday. 
Okay, well, tell them what it's about. Then I'll need to moderate that. Oh, goody. So this is basically a story time. And this is about one of the more interesting races that me and my buds got the opportunity to watch. And I don't think Alex knows of this race right off the bat. It is the 2008 North Carolina Education Lottery 200. Do you know what that race is? A truck race at Charlotte. Correct. My friends and I refer to this race as the Triple Black Flag Race. And the video is basically the entirety of that story and that race. Because it is absurd as it sounds. It does feature an historic moment, but it also features a lot of calamity. And it has something to do with Johnny Benson, who you are absolutely obsessed with. You wish I was obsessed with him. And he you is are part obsessed of the with him. You are obsessed with him. How am I obsessed with him? It's obvious. That tells me nothing! I'm trying to figure out how I want this um, to be set up. Because... The multi-tap isn't working the right way. How much more do I got to copy? Uh, hey, hey. Oh, fun. Eh, not, mu <laughs> not much, just a bunch of setups and shit. And a bunch of my stick and ball stuff. Your stick and ball stuff. Stick and ball sports. Yeah, I know what it means. I watch, I watch Urinating Tree, I know. Yeah, I watch Urinating Tree, too, and I watch Five Points Vids. Five Points is here and there. Five Points is good. Oh, shit, we have it five minutes on, left. Depends, yeah, it depends on the video topic. But, yeah. <laughs> I have on Saturday, I have wireless PlayStation 2 controllers coming on. That's a thing? Yes. I thought wireless PlayStation controllers wasn't a, wasn't a thing until the PS3. No, they made them later. They weren't manufactured by Sony. Oh. That explains a lot. <laughs> this is so, taking a what? lot longer than I thought it would. Uh, I do have more diecasts coming. Oh. One of them is the 2001 Steve Park Looney Tunes car that Steve Park didn't drive. Uh -huh. Another one of these conundrums. Who drove that what? car? Funny Bone? Yes. Okay. Because Funny Bone, I think, did the rest of that season. Yes, he did. Why don't you tell the Actually, story? Actually, had a couple finishers. He finished in the top ten at Talladega after that big one. Nearly won Rockingham that year, too. Probably should have won Rockingham that year. Yeah, oh, one Rockingham in the fall. That was definitely a good race. You just said that because one of your NASCAR Dozen members won it. I will have you know that three of the NASCAR
Cooper doesn't finish one, two, three. Bill Elliott finished third. Incorrect. Johnny Benson finished third. Yep. Because <laughs> Johnny was not yet your top guy. Correct. It was still Bill. In fact, he... Yeah. Uh, well, this was late 2001, so I just started rooting for Johnny afterward. Like, it was Bill Elliott, and then it was Andy Houston, and then Johnny Benson. You have a crush on Andy Houston. Now, there's an accusation that people have actually tried to pin me with. How about you, you explain that story? How about you explain it? Because you have so many pictures of him on your damn computer. No. In seventh grade, there was a teacher... Uh, construction-type teacher uh, dealing with computers and stuff who was a spitting image of Andy. And I thought that was so cool. Okay, continue. Well, the easiest way I can explain it is that anyone who went to school with me knows who Andy Houston is, knows that because of me. Did you tell the teacher the... that he looks like Andy Houston? Huh? Did you tell the teacher he looked like Andy Houston? Yes, I did. What did he say? He thought that was cool. Do you remember what you said? Well, I showed him a picture from a magazine, and he noticed the similarities, and he just thought it was pretty cool. That I could relate him to Andy. Where does the crush thing come in? The fact that I talked about him a lot and literally nobody else knew who he what who, who he is. By the way, the main thing's about to run out. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna set that up. Why don't you um explain why you're a freaking Andy Houston fan despite him being a terrible driver? Well, he's not a terrible driver. He had a boatload of terrible owners. I think every owner he's ever had except one was horrible. But if you want to go that route, there is two reasons why Andy became one of my guys. Andy is the type that basically he got to fulfill his dreams, although he had to alternate it a little bit. And I can kind of relate to that. But the other reason is that basically he was Bill Elliott's successor to the McDonald's sponsorship. Now, it started actually in 2000 when he was sponsored by the Ronald McDonald House Charities, not McDonald's itself. But there was something about him that I could gravitate to that I could not with the other McDonald's driver in the middle of that scenario, Anthony Lazaro. Now, there's an actual bad driver if you want to talk about that, Alex. Andy Houston was awful. You want to know, he couldn't even qualify for every race he entered, and they had to shift the McDonald's sponsorship over to Ricky Craven. Not exactly now we're correct. Into my setups. Now we're getting. <sighs> teams, would they get, would they stop? Racing career. Seriously. Hey, I'm racing. The actual good team. Had, he didn't have the best equipment, 
but he still managed to do what he had to do against the drivers like the Roush types, like the Greg Biffles, and the Kurt Bushes of that time. But then, once he left that team to try and go to the Cup Series, that's when everything started snowballing because every team owner was an asshat to him. Let's see, Cal Wells. Andy Houston wasn't even the original driver he was going to put in that ride. This superiorly inferior driver named Anthony Lazaro, a part of the original Open Wheel Invasion, that was the guy that Cal Wells wanted to put into the 96 McDonald's car. But Anthony sucks so bad, even Cal Wells, who came from Open Wheel Racing, and that's why Scott Pruitt was in the 32 for the 2000 season, that was the reason that Lazaro got cut, because he was so awful, an actual legit bad driver. That's right, take out your earbuds, because you're going to be listening to this on the replay of this when we actually premiere it on Friday at 7 o'clock, The earbuds are gone, I can't hear you. I don't care, I'm still ranting. It's going to be a while since we restarted, so... Mm. So, back to PPI Motorsports. Those guys were god-awful terrible. PPI Motorsports was so horrible, it is unbelievable. And the way that Ricky Craven got his wins, uh, by the way, Martinsville 01, he only won that race because Kevin Harvick decided to do a Kevin Harvick against Bobby Hamilton Sr. And the second time he won against Kurt Busch by what, this much? Okay, that against Roush era Kurt Busch, that is an incredible feat. I'll give Ricky Craven that. But Cal Wells is still an absolute douche. In fact, because of the story that Ricky Craven had with his comeback and all that stuff from the concussion stuff from the late 90s, that's the only reason he was any sort of priority for Cal Wells. Because he was in it for the Tide and McDonald's money. Because when Ricky Rudd and Bill Elliott's team shut down, that's how Tide and McDonald's went to PPI Motorsports. And when McDonald's found out about all they did in regards to Andy Houston being a, bikini, being a guinea pig, they screwed off and left Andy without a ride for the rest of 2001 after the Kansas event. And then... Once Ricky Craven left after the 2004 season to go to Roush for his swan song in the truck series, that's basically when Ty realized that they were going to get guinea pig by Cal Wells hiring other drivers just to support to get Tide money. And that's why drivers like, drivers like Bobby Hamilton Jr. and Travis Quapel were guinea pigged before Cal Wells lost Tide and said, eh, I'm done. That's how horrible of an owner that Cal Wells is. He was not in it for the drivers and the driver development. He was in it for the money. Now, if you want to go for the rest of Andy Houston's career, let's start with Herzog Motorsports. The ultimate bust in terms of a NASCAR team. These are the guys that had Jimmy Johnson on their team, and they only won one race with him. One. And that was 2001 at Chicagoland, I believe. But... When Jimmy left to start his reign of terror in the Cup Series, being Jeff Gordon's protege, Andy Houston was going to be the successor. Excedrin was behind Andy all the way. Herzog was not. Herzog wanted Talbotine to drive that car. Andy was used as a placeholder. So despite some decent performances in the first three races of that season... When Talbotine lost his cup ride, driving for Carter, when the Kmart sponsorship went away, when Todd lost that ride, Herzog ditched Andy, snatched up Bodine, and they lost Excedrin at the end of the year. And by the time they got to mid-2003, that was the reason that team shut down. Because they were not loyal to the driver they had picked. 
they were loyal to another driver who was vastly inferior. Yes, Tomodon, you're inferior to Andy Houston. Deal with it. So, as for Andy Wrong. from that point, you said you weren't listening. I can still hear you. I just don't want to listen to you. <laughs> anyway, so the next I heard thing that Andy Yes, Todd. All I heard was, yes, Todd Bodine, you're inferior to Andy Houston. No, he's not. So, Alice disagreeing for no reason aside, let's move on to the next one, which was Billy Blue's race team. Like, Andy had some decent performances, finished in the top five at Daytona, especially after nearly getting ripped by Bobby Hamilton Sr. at the end of the Daytona race. There's literally contact. You can watch that replay. Don't focus on the finish. Just focus on the replay there. But everything just snowballed when Andy and his teammate who I will not name for certain reasons, got right You will name it because I told you to. Huh? Name that teammate, please. I want to know who it was. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Tell me right now. Was it Carl Edwards? <laughs> you wish! <laughs> Is it Brad Keselloser? No. Who was this it? This is 2003. Brad wasn't in NASCAR yet. Who was it then? You don't want to know. Yes, I do. Or I'm looking it up myself. Go ahead. So anyway, Andy and this other driver gets ride swapped for no reason. And Andy from that point is treated as a guinea pig. To the point where we get to mid-2003. And essentially he gets ditched. So, now we move on to the big one, outside of Herzog, which was Ultra Motorsports. So, when Jason Leffler decides to go back to the Cup Series, and then eventually the Bush Series, Andy Houston gets the two truck. Now, there's a reason that Jimmy Smith could not keep a driver in that two truck, and I figured it out come 2004. You see, in 2003... Andy had an incredible run with that team. Like, he finished in the top 10 numerous times, won the pole at Texas, great runs, top 10s and top 5s everywhere, so surely he was a championship favorite, right? Wrong. Why? Because Jimmy Smith only cared about one thing, and that was Ted Musgrave. He was the priority guy the entire time, and anyone else... Especially the drivers who drove the two truck, like Scott Riggs, like Jason Leffler, and like Andy Houston, were nothing more than guinea pigs. To the point where the two became basically research and development. Andy could not get anywhere with the two truck because Jimmy Smith didn't give a damn about him. So much so that he got ditched before my home race at Richmond in 2004. I am not making that up. And Jimmy McMurray, for the second time that year, basically snatches one of my driver's rides before a race I went to at Richmond. And no, I'm not making that up because McMurray did the exact same thing to Johnny Benson's ride at Phoenix Racing literally the past May. No, I'm not playing music, Zoom. Shut up. I can't find the driver and team. 
Go to the 2003 results so you'll figure it out. But anyway, from that Okay, point, I'm at the 2003 results on it. Racing Reference. I cannot find it. Go to any truck race in 2003 in the beginning. You'll figure it out pretty quickly. So anyway, Andy's last few starts in NASCAR was basically for backmarker teams, making a few starts here and there. Basically, it was key motorsports. And I believe the last race he ever attempted was the 2005 Richmond race, which ended up in a D&Q. And afterwards, because of all of the abuse that Andy had taken because of these asshole owners, that's when Andy decided to not do racing anymore. And he's been a spotter ever since the 2006 season began. Originally with Michelle Jourdain driving the 10 car for PPC Racing and then other people apart with PPC Racing. Until his reign being a multi-time NASCAR champion, albeit as a spotter, with Austin Dillon. And now he's currently the Cold Cluster. So, no, Andy was not a NASCAR bust. Pretty much all of his owners, except one, were the NASCAR busts. So take that! I'm still looking for that teammate. Okay, let's put it this way. Go to go a few races in. Andy's driving the 15. His teammate is driving the 9. Oh, you told me to look for the 9. If you would have said look for the 9, I would have... I, that's the starting position. Just give me a race that he was... What race? Just give me a random number. Uh, try race number five. I believe both trucks were sponsored by Vocal. Ah, yes. So you know who the driver is now. Racist bigot! No, not Larson, Hamlin, or Bubba. It's another driver. Racist bigot! Uh, yeah. Just not those three. It's another one. They're not racist bigots. Jesus Christ. Anyway, let's move on now that that's finally over with. I think my rant was longer than Darian's attempt of a video about him. You know what? Just to piss you off, I'm going to buy that Andy Houston car and smash it. The... Andy Houston McDonald's car. I'm gonna smash it. So you, so it could be an authentic Andy Houston diecast. Cause Andy Houston sucked ass. No, cause Andy has never flipped in his entire career. So technically, no. <laughs> Let's just move on because you're crazy. I'm crazy. Yes. Wrong again! Oh, you want to say the Jeff Gordon fan is crazy? Yes. I am not crazy. Where do you think I'm... the toxic portion of Keith Elliott's fan base comes from? 
the vast majority of the toxic Chase Elliott fans are Jeff Gordon fans. I am not toxic. I said vast majority. I didn't say all of y'all were. Everyone knows who my least favorite driver of the series is. Right now or all time? Right now. Logano. You're close with him, crybaby. You are close because Logano is a mega baddie. It's not Kozlowski either. I said Logano. Kyle Busch. That makes sense. He is a crybaby. Oh, he's all the NASCAR mega baddies combined. He, <laughs> he possesses none of the traits of the IndyCar mega baddies. That makes him the king of the mega baddies. The god of the mega baddies is Marco Andretti. <laughs> Do not get me started on him. I'm not. Whiny coward. Do you want to go on a 20-minute rant about Marco and Jay like I just did Andy Houston's owners of the past? Oh, boy. Let's see. Sit down, bitch. We're going to talk about why I hate Marco Andretti. <laughs> oh, goody. No, we're not. I'm just saying. If you want to know why I hate Rich Bickle, we could talk about that for seven hours. Oh, wait. We did talk about that for seven hours. <laughs> Spoiler alert. That was the... Billy Blue teammate, for whatever ungodly reason. And Bickle is probably the worst person that could have gotten any sort of good deed done to him. Because Rich Bickle is a crybaby. Rich Bickle is a bitch. Why else would his name be Rich the Bitch? <laughs> Rich Bickle is a combination of all the NASCAR mega baddies, and he's also racist. Well, that matches Denny Hamlin, so mission accomplished. Denny Hamlin? What can I say about Denny Hamlin? Denny? Oh, I'm sorry. Rufus Doofus. Sorry. Ugh. I think I did a segment on him in a top 20 video that I did regarding the moments of the 2010s. Okay, let's talk about my nicknames for all the mega baddies. Let's start off with Brad Keselowski. Darbk as a loser. Which is inaccurate in every sense and shape and form. It is very accurate. Look up 2014 Texas. Okay, look up the entire 2013-14 season. Look up 2013-2014. You'll see why. Um, hang on. And then Greg Biffle. Bug-eyed jackass. Huh? Bug-eyed jackass for Greg Biffle. Yeah, I guess Rufus that. Doofus. Yeah. <laughs> That's Denny Hamlin, because he looks like a naked mole rat. Yeah. Sore loser. Edwards. Hypocritical coward. 
That's Kenseth. Crybaby. If you say Jeff, Jeff Gordon, Gordon, wrong. That's Joey Logano. That is Joey <laughs> Logano. Especially after his press conference this week. What, what was wrong with turn, the press conference? Let me turn up the span. Hang on. Like, was it, didn't what Logano say was, well, if nothing happens, then it's all good. But if he starts something, I will defend myself. Isn't that what he said? No, that's how his fans interpreted it. I speak Logano. I know what he's saying. And then there is bitch. Kyle Bush. Racist bigot. Kyle Larson. Wrong. He's not racist. Yes, he is. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> That's Rich Bickle. <sighs> and then there's also Dale Earnhardt wannabe. That's Harvick. That's easy. Okay, do you want to know? Okay, Bobby Hamilton, 2001. He, he explained why Kevin Harvick is a Dale Earnhardt wannabe. He wants yep. to, he he comes in to replace arguably the greatest NASCAR driver ever, but he thinks he's that driver, but he can't make a scab on Dale Earnhardt's butt. A statement that is still true even today! I don't need that. All right. Uh-huh. Don't need that. <laughs> this has been more entertaining than it usually is. <laughs> How has this been more entertaining? Because I'm ranting openings. about EDU and you're ranting about Mega Baddies. <laughs> While trying to put in memory cards. All right. Oh, God. Today, we will be also creating a car on NASCAR uh, Thunder 2002. So, let me actually transfer something real quick. Good luck with that. Like, I have that game, but it's the PS1 version. Please work, please work, please work, please work, please work. Oh, thank God. T tell them what I did on NASCAR Thunder. Which uh, former driver I made. That could be anything. Really? Well, it's you, so who knows? It's me. It should be obvious. Did you make a Jeff Gordon car for yourself? That was when I was like eight. <laughs> <sighs> I 
I made London Amos. That was my next guess, but I wasn't sure. Because Amick and... Okay, let me tell you the story. Sit down, bitch! It's time for a story, and you can see my TV. Uh, no one really wants to see the TV. Oh, want to see what I call my um, Las Vegas setup in NASCAR Thunder 2003? Take a look at it here. That's correct. I almost named it Darian. <laughs> but I decided not to because Darian and I like Darian yeah. <laughs> I don't like him in the sense that somebody else liked him huh? I don't I don't like him in the capacity somebody else liked him that doesn't tell me anything you know goddamn well where I was going with that one. Oh, you mean that? Yes. All right, I do not need that. I do need something else on here, though. <clears throat> Anyways, why don't you talk about um, why you get so mad? Why don't you talk about why you get so mad at me when I talk about how good Jeff Gordon is? Do you actually think that's the problem right now? What is the problem? Oh, Jesus Christ. It was a joke, damn it! I don't care. Yes, you do care. Uh, anyways, why don't you talk about Jeff Gordon and how good he is? At what? At being a NASCAR driver. <laughs> like, I have no doubt that Jeff Gordon probably is an all-time great, but the problem is, it's the same problem with Jimmy Johnson. Like, do we really know how good they really are? If not for the fact that they were Hendrick Golden Boys. Like, look at all the other drivers that have raced for Hendrick. Do you really think they got the same equipment that Gordon and Johnson did? This is the same argument I made earlier in regards to Kyle Larson versus the other drivers. Like, do we really know how good Kyle Larson really is if he's the well, Golden Boys? Well, how good was Boy? Brian Vickers? How good was Brian Vickers? He sucked. He was better than most drivers. He was better than Andy Houston. Bullshit. Ah uh, ha ha, bull true. At least he could win in all three series. Wait, did he win in the Xfinity series? No. Yes, he did. He won an Xfinity championship. Duh. Uh, yeah. Who was he driving for? Anyways, let's move on. You don't like that. You don't like Brian Vickers for the same reason I don't like Denny Hamlin. JD Gibbs and Ricky Hendrick. <laughs> <They're>... <laughs> <laughs> 
is not the reason I dislike Danny Hamlin. There's a plethora of reasons I went through explaining why I'm not a Danny Hamlin person. But you are right in the fact that he's Ricky an empty goal rat. You're right in the fact that Ricky Hendrick is the only reason why Brian Vickers ever had a fucking NASCAR career. But don't make fun of Ricky Hendrick. I like Ricky Hendrick. He was a nut. Ricky Hendrick was a good person. He is, but Vickers was, was his flaw. Was because he is not alive anymore. You're just mad because Vickers broke Be Johnny Benson's ribs. And that should have been the highlight of Vickers' career. His career should have been done and over with after 2002. He was that because awful. He, because he broke Johnny Benson's ribs. It's the only reason you say he was awful. Do you realize Linda Amick and Hank Parker Jr. are now in a personal NASCAR dozen? They've been replaced by Rusty Wallace and Brian Vickers. Since when are you a Rusty Wallace person? I've been a Rusty Wallace person for years. He just never was one of the top guys. <laughs> Once have you discussed being a Rusty Wallace fan, let alone Brian Vickers? I've been quiet in relation to them. Why are you a Kenny Wallace fan? Because Funny Bone was the first driver I ever met. And what? And that explains why I have interest in Brian Vickers and Rusty Wallace. I met the two of them. But I also met Casey Kane. So. <laughs> why don't you explain why you like Casey Kane now? Okay. Well, Casey Kane, it started off with him being the successor to Bill Elliott in the nine car after Bill had retired from full-time competition. And Casey is like a lot of other drivers. Like, if you succeed one of my drivers, we'll see. But if you manage to be successful based off your talents and your merit, then I will be able to root for you much longer, and Casey did prove his worth to me. And by the way, speaking of Casey Kane, I do believe he did return to World of Outlaws competition after being off for three months healing from an injury. Uh, I don't follow World of Outlaws as much as I used to, so I wouldn't know, but... I check up on that every once in a while. Especially after what happened at Volusia back in February. Anyways, tell the story about when you met Kenny Wallace. Okay. It was the 2004 Fall Bush race. This is the race that Casey Edwards probably should have won, but then Martin Truex Jr. bumped him out of the way and Robbie Gordon won. <laughs> So, after that race had ended, and one of my friends is furious at Truex. <laughs> so, uh, after that, we're in the car. And, of course, in the car, getting ready to go home. There's this log jam. Everyone's trying to get out. And it's a slow process. So, I'm in the passenger side. Because
because my dad is the one who drove us. So I'm in the passenger side of the front seat. And I see someone headed towards us. It was Kenny Wallace. He was apparently going towards a helicopter outside of the racetrack to do whatever he was going to do next that day. I assume a dirt race of some sort, because that's Kenny. So he's walking towards us, and I noticed that he was headed towards us. So I rolled down my window, and as he, and as he was walking by, I go, Kenny Wallace, hi. And he says hi back and went on his way. So that is actually the first time I had ever met a race car driver. What other drivers have you met? What other drivers have you met? Uh, just a few others. I've met Jason Keller. That was a brief encounter. Uh, Explain I met Steve that one. Park. Explain Jason Keller and Steve Park. Oh, those were both uh, 2005 at Richmond. Basically, they were at Souvenir Haulers. Uh, basically, just a quick high. The funny one... Because both of those were on the same day. The funny one was Brendan Gaughan, who was actually uh, also doing an uh, autograph session along with Steve Park. What happened there? Get this thing off my screen. There we go. So anyway, Brendan Gaughan, that was the funny one. And I explained this on Twitter, and he knows about it. <laughs> what happened was... So... I don't know how or why, but there was a conversation going on involving both of those drivers about racing nicknames. And my nickname for Brendan at the time was Doofus because of the Carl Long incident in 2004 that Brendan caused by wrecking Joe Nemechek into him. <laughs> so the conversation was going along and basically I said, I said to Brendan, see you later, Doofus. And my dad was mortified at the time, but <laughs> after that, he just starts laughing at it. Brendan, Brendan says, now that had never been called before. And the funny part is that in a 2008 truck series pre-race show, they were talking about nicknames. And Brendan actually had a nickname from a friend of his that was even worse. Someone from his childhood called him Willie Bill Crash. Which is eons worse than doofus. But anyway, someone, one of the people who asked questions about racing all the time, it might have been Orange Cone, was talking about racing nicknames. No, it was drivers we met. It was drivers we met. And I mentioned that story and tagged Brendan into it. And I said that if Brendan by any chance saw this, I promised myself that if I ever got the chance to meet him again that I would personally apologize for that encounter. Brendan sees the tweet, he remembers the encounter, and says, you don't have to worry about it, it's all good. So he remembers the doofus story, he acknowledged my apology and said we're all good. He is a little bit of a doofus, I'll tell you that shit right, right now. Yeah, he definitely has a quirky personality. He definitely does. <laughs> Anyways, what other drivers have you met? 
Well, those are the ones that I've met at Richmond, and really amongst the NASCAR crowd, there's only one other driver I've ever met, and Alex, you should know this one. I, I actually don't. You've told me dozens of times, but I don't remember right offhand. Who is this driver? Uh, what's he going to do? <laughs> I'm not doing anything. I'm going to go throw out my garbage is what I'm going to do. All right. So uh, back in 2021, I got the chance to go to a race for the first time in four years. And I went to this very famous short track in the state of Michigan because I had heard that there was a driver who was going to be there that I very did much want to meet. And I did get the chance to meet said driver. And I think I did a documentary about that. So, uh, <laughs> I'll have to show this off because I got my phone on me. So I'll get rid of that. Good. So basically that, okay, he's back. So that event was a whole lot of fun. Got to hang out with a few people. Like here's a few of those people right now. Who's that? Who's that sexy son of a bitch all the way on the left? My left or your left? The 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 one the one in the hat on the left, the one in the white shirt. Who's that sexy son of a bitch? <laughs> well, that's a friend of mine. You might know him. And for the folks at home, I'm the one in the middle. But anyway, the person, on the, the person on the right looks like looks like they're absolutely nuts. You better hope she does not hear that. Uh, she knows damn well. I think she's crazy. She's a nerd too. So, what makes you think that? Because she's good at math. That is something else. She's owned so up to I. it. You're a nerd when it comes to, like, Pokemon and a bunch of other stupid shit. In middle school, my nickname was Math Wiz Mary. But hey, anyway, going back to the... Huh? Jimmy Maycar just came up on my screen. If you guys want to know what I'm doing, that's my view right now. Mm -hmm. I'm just checking on some things in this game. Oh, shit. Off some pictures, I'll show off one of my own. Because uh, during my little adventure there, that was the day that I got to meet Johnny Benson and get this picture with him. That was one of the happiest days I've ever had in such a long time. All right, and I got so one gonna... picture I want to show off. Okay, now let's see what I'm doing here. I'm going to have to put some, I'm going to have to put labels on these because they're identical. Uh, yeah. I'll have to see if I've got masking tape or something. So, I got one more picture to show off during this event. I know. I, I, I wish I knew what you were showing, but I can't, I can't pinpoint it exactly. 
Oh, yeah. You remember this. I do? Yes, you do. Because I still cannot believe this happened. Okay, well, we're going to... I don't know what the hell happened to my game, so we're going to pick the best NASCAR driver ever. I don't know if you can see that. It's a modified Chevrolet with a big 24 on the side. <laughs> Why? Why do you still have that? <laughs> I still cannot believe that Johnny Benson photobombed you. Oh, even funnier <laughs> than that. Two months later, my... My aunt gets that picture and puts it on one of my things for my graduation. I am not making that up. <laughs> okay, so I don't have Atlanta. Atlanta, I know I don't have. I told you it was one of the best days of my life. <laughs> yeah, it's because of that picture. Well, the picture with me... <laughs> I still can't believe he did that. <laughs> oh my god. So is there anything else that we should do or <laughs> uh I don't know. Is there anything else you wanna do? Not really. Uh, <laughs> well, how about you we... keep talking? You're gonna you should keep talking about um NASCAR, and you should talk about, um, oh, how about we talk about the drivers I've met? All right. Well, let's see. David Stremme. This is in person, not Zoom. David okay. Stremme, who is Mary's favorite driver from the Bush series in 2003 and 2004. Please. And that was at Plymouth Speedway in Indiana. And then I went to Michigan in 2014, and I met Rusty Wallace and Brian Vickers. Vickers was going this okay. way, I was going this way, and then Wallace was going this way, and I was going this way. We have less than a minute, so we're going to get into another meeting. I look like, I look so weird doing that, what the hell. Okay, my camera's not on, but okay, here, I'm, I'm back now. So, and then I went to Hartford Speedway, my home dirt track, and I met Casey Kane and Brad Sweet, and then there was another one, I don't think Mary knows about it yet, I, uh, I don't know if you guys know about it yet, oh man, I, man, what was his name, I can't remember, oh boy, who was that last one, oh man. I know exactly what Mary's doing right now. I can envision it. You are not doing what I thought you were. Because <laughs> this is the part where you flash up a picture. Oh, I don't have my... Oh. I, I wish I could, but right now I can't because... Um... There is no free space on Oh, that is bullshit. All right, so let's uh, let's call this one Daytona Dega. Oh God! All right, let's just call this one Atlanta. 
I could call it Chase, but... <laughs> Anyways, let's continue here. Um, that last driver, I think... I, 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 oh, man. Oh, man, I, I, I swear. But I think I know something about that driver. Let's see. I know Mary doesn't like him. Um, oh, gosh. Who was the driver? Who the hell was that driver? Hmm. Well, I think it was this driver. <laughs> what do you think of that picture, though, Mary? Looks good. No, it doesn't. He looks like he's getting a blowjob, I think. Yeah. Squishball, take care of this for me. Okay, but hey, but how could you go wrong with this, though? Like, this driver here, this is the greatest driver of all time. Why would you not want to root for this driver? Like, see, that is a badass picture. Like, I wish... Someone would draw that. Like, Jeff Gordon is a badass. Anyways. Johnny Benson looked like he was getting a blowjob. And then there, the yeah, one in 2004 is much worse. He looks like he's staring into the sun. All right. So what do you think Jeff Gordon was doing in that picture? Being a badass. <laughs> Not even Squishball agrees with you. Squishball like is a salty Johnny... Squishball is a salty Johnny Benson fan. Squishball is a fucking toy! <laughs> Jesus Christ, you have schizophrenia. I swear. Jason Jacoby. You wish! Okay, so... If anyone wants to know where I get my NASCAR Thunder setups from, uh, I will probably put a link somewhere. The big thing about NASCAR Thunder setups is the suspension and shit, simply because... Um... That's how your car will handle. How about Mary talks about these games while I'm distracted? Okay. Well, it's been a long while since I actually played the NASCAR Thunder games, but the NASCAR Thunder games are actually some of the most popular games even today. Because of the way that the gaming community has been in terms of the NASCAR Thunder Games and the creation of the NASCAR Games that we have had since the last time we had a NASCAR Thunder Game, which was 2004, the quality of the NASCAR Well, that depends on who you ask. But the quality aspects of the games have gone so down. But that's one of the reasons why the NASCAR Thunder Games is still amongst the most beloved games in all of racing, even today. NASCAR, look, 2005 has very similar gaming mechanics to, um, uh, 2004. I remember the NASCAR Thunder Games having Ryan Newman race you on a street course. 
I'm talking about the mechanics, like the how the controllers work and shit. The physics aren't the same. The the camera views aren't the same. It doesn't have Pocono in it, which is a very good thing. If you know me, you know I hate Pocono. You know I despise <laughs> Pocono. Yeah, I think most people do in some capacity. Jeff Striegel still wants an answer from me as to why I don't like Pocono. I told him, Jeff, really? have you ever watched a race there? Well, you have. Because of what your job is. You're supposed to call those races. I think those that's an MRN track. Might be a PRN track. I don't remember. I'm going to go get yeah. some water. Observe the race. That's two different things. Yes, and I'm the one who observes the action. <laughs> Mary probably thinks I'm in incredibly stupid for some reason. Huh? You probably think I'm being incredibly stupid right now. In terms of a lot of things, yes. That is not what I want to do. All right, so for the Kansas setup, I think I should call that Oz. Sure. Makes sense to me. Okay, I'm just going to call this Oz because, you know... Hey, I called Vegas Boosh. So, Kansas, Wizard of Oz, you get the thing? Yeah. I don't even think that there's eight tracks that I have that I don't have setups for. And this freaking multi-tap doesn't work. So... All right, there's the one that I always use that actually works. Yay. Oh, I hate this song. Let's see, NASCAR Thunder 2003. Is this Get Out of My Car? No, I like that one. <laughs> Which one do you hate? First Isn't off, it's called Get Out of My Dreams. First off, it's called Get Out of My Dreams. No, Getaway is the one I... I only know one of them. Yeah, Magic Carpet Ride. Everyone knows that one. Mm-hmm. I hate the remix of that song from, from the movie Go. The movie was really good, but they, um, they screwed up that remix because it, it's bad. I'm starting to tire out of the Goodyear remix one on, on those commercials. Yeah, I don't like it either. All right, let me go put Marvin the Martian away. Hey, you want to go back? You want to put Marvin the Martian away? Where are you going to put him? With the other plushes? Okay, it's pretty bad how I could do all these Looney Tunes impressions. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You two will back up 
here. Since we're going to Richmond. Oh, goody. Oh, damn it. Damn it. What the fuck? Oh, fuck it. We'll just do this. I was now what you did? Poking. I clicked on Richmond before Pocono since we're talking about the Looney Tunes. This career mode is unbearable without setups. Okay. At least this game's career mode is. I'm not going to name this one Mary. I could name it Grub. That would be right. Mechanicsville is just like a stone's throw away from the Richmond Raceway. There's another driver who's from Mechanicsville. I can't remember his name. It's not Purvis. It's Wayne Grubb. That's Kevin's brother. I know the Grubbs and Jeff Purvis are from from uh, Mechanicsville. I can't remember the other guy's name, though. There's another guy who's from Mechanicsville. Jeff Purvis is from Tennessee. No, he's not. Yes, he is. This game has him from Mechanicsville, from Mechanicsville, Virginia. Dude, dude, let me tell you something. A lot of the driver statistics in NASCAR 2003 is eonically wrong. Oh, it's really? Casey Kane was born in 1959? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, basically all of the bus drivers are screwed up in some way, shape, and form. Especially you know, Kane and Perkins. Yeah, because they in thought... Fact, Perkins, so they double whammy. How'd they double whammy yeah. Purvis? Because the birthday they have listed for Jeff Purvis is April 19th, 1976. That is Kevin's birthday and Wayne's birth year. Wayne Grubb wasn't that good, I don't think. Uh, Wayne didn't really have a shot. Uh, basically, his situation is that he only really raced for his dad's team and decided to leave NASCAR after the 2000 season primarily because of a shoulder injury he sustained in Atlanta. What? So explain the story of how Greg Biffle drove the 55 car at Richmond in 2002. Okay, that's no problem. Uh, the final lap of the Richmond truck race that weekend. This is the 2002 fall race. Uh, Bobby Hamilton Sr.'s truck had collided with the two, who I believe in that race was Jimmy Spencer. It, it might have been Sky Riggs, but it might have been Jimmy Spencer. I can't I think exactly it was, recall. I think it was Riggs. The end result ended up being Bobby Hamilton Sr. sustaining a shoulder injury, which kept him out of action. Wrong! For... It was a wrist injury. There's, a vid there's video footage. That shows Bobby in a sling. 
So it was definitely his shoulder. But anyway, uh, the result of that was Greg Biffle, with permission from Ford, driving the 55. That's why in the review of that car, because I have the Steve Park 2001 Looney Tunes car and the Bobby Hamilton 2002 Looney Tunes car coming, both those cars will have the replacement driver's name in the um, in the title. Yeah, Jeff Purvis is from Clarksville, Tennessee, by the way. I had no idea that that was wrong. I knew the birth date was because why would he be racing in the 1996 day 2519 when he looked like he's like, what, 30? I'm actually going to test this setup. So th this, okay. I, I, why do I feel like this is going to be god awful? Like, isn't that? Mary, okay. I would like an explanation as to why you say Jeff Gordon is a mega baddie, a crybaby. Why is he a crybaby? Well, oh. there's actually a few different reasons. The most common and notorious reason that Jeff Gordon was referred to as a crybaby is that Jeff is one of those types. Have you ever heard of the phrase, he can dish it, but he can't take it? Jeff that, oh, Gordon is the... that type. No, he's not. Basically, he can bump you, but if you bump or wreck him, he just has a temper tantrum and a whiny rant all over the place, especially if it's Rusty Wallace. Don't even get me started on that Richmond incident. <laughs> oh, but Jeff doesn't. Oh, that's okay. Give me a break. And then Jeff causes his own incidents and then tries to blame other people for them. Huh? Oh. Oh, give me an explanation on that one, please. Money 14 Texas. That's what it is, you little oh, bush brother. My God. Oh, jeez. You want to go that far? Oh, Keselowski. Explain to me. He knew. Brad Keselowski knew that Jeff Gordon slowed down. Jeff Go Brad Keselowski clearly saw that. Making that move is Brad Keselowski's fault. Explain that one to me. Jeff slowed down, and Keselowski's seen him coming. And Keselowski, being the bitch face that he is, decided to wreck Jeff. Jeff wrecked himself! Where have you been? I watched the damn race. I know what happened. And you're just a biased Keselowski fan. Says the biased Gordon fan! I am not a biased Gordon fan. I'm a, I hate Jimmy Johnson because he's screwed. Damn it. I, I'm, I'm foaming at the mouth. <laughs> because you are so, you are being so stupid right now. You're being worse than my mom. And she's pretty stupid. Are you talking to your PS2 detachment thing? No, I'm talking to you. Why? All right, we'll try this setup. I'm trying to figure out a good Watkins Glen setup so Jeff can reign supreme 
at the road courses like he ought to. But anyways, Jimmy Johnson screwed over no less than two. Two? Was it two or three? Because he screwed over Jeff several times. He screwed over Junior a few times. Were there any other drivers from Mechanicsville other than the Grub Brothers? Uh, there's the Bears. I think those are uh, dirt lane model guys. The Bears. You probably don't know them. No. Fuck it. I'm just going to go with this one. Okay, let's see if there's anyone else. William Chester... Town, Radford, Long Island, Virginia. Okay. Oh, you didn't know that's a town. There's a Frank Dini Jr. I do not know who that is. All right, so I need one of these. Because this one is going to have my fantasy track setups on it. Frank Dini Jr. Let's see who else. Oh, there's a Martinsville. Okay, let's see. <laughs> okay, Bristow. Yeah, okay, let's see. Colonial Heights, South, South Norfolk, Woodbridge, uh, the Grub Brothers. Let's see, Ridgeway, Bristol, Malothian, Charlottesville, Richmond, Abingdon. Oh. He is from Abingdon? Okay. All right. I barely remember that name. All right. Let's see. Front Royal, Newport News, Keysville, Gallic. Oh, boy. Ashland? Wow. Okay. Why are there two of the same name here? Okay. <laughs> That's kind of funny. All right, let's see. Chesapeake, Forest, Fredericksburg, South Boston, Richmond, Shackleford's, oh boy. Fort Blackmore, North Tazewell. We got a lot of weird names in here. Oh, here's another one. That can't be a real name. What? Louis Littlepage. <laughs> That's a stupid name. Uh, trying to qualify for a cup race in 1984 three times and DQ'd all of them. And one Xfinity Series start in 1982. Mary, can you uh, tell me the name? Can you, can you please tell me uh, the name of the color that this car is? Uh, hang on. That looks silver to me. It was actually like some chromish purple color that they said on TV. I'm rewatching the 2001 Chevy Monte Carlo 400. Hang on. And. Richtenberg, Melothian, Danville. There is not a city in Virginia called Vicker. Shut up. Racing reference, you're drunk. There is no city in Virginia called Vickers. <laughs> Ha 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 
That's hilarious. They have a driver. Racing Reference has a driver named V.C. Martin, who they say is from Vickers, Virginia. I'm looking this up. Ain't no damn what. Patrick Howie, McLean, Winchester. Yeah! Yeah? Where? Por a... Which portion of Virginia? Let me see. Look it up yourself. All right. Where is Vickers, Virginia? That tells me literally nothing. Shit, they don't okay. have a Daytona Beach. Well, let's see what the Wikipedia map says. Why don't you be like in the southwest? Uh, Wikipedia list is at Vicker, Virginia. Yeah, it's pretty much like it's not far west, but it's west. It's in Montgomery County. All right. That makes a little more sense. How mad would you what? be if I ended up buying you a Jeff Gordon car? Depends on the Gordon car. Whatever Gordon car you wanted. Or Picard's family. Got it. Okay, right, now looking for other drivers from Gordon Racing Reference. Her Virginia. Let's see. Haymarket, Amelia, Winchester, Virginia Beats. Rixieville? <laughs> what kind of name is that? I have never heard of Rixieville. I'm looking that up immediately. Sounds like you're having fun. Yeah. Are you located? Let me do this again. God damn it. Chesapeake, Vera. That can't be. I didn't hear that. Let's see. Emporia, Chesapeake, Danville, Crimora, Keysville, Clintwood, Chesapeake, Great Pharaohs, Narrows, Reiner. Uh, let's see. Danville, Stewart, Timberville, Chester, Seaford. <laughs> okay. Cluster Springs. <laughs> okay. Let's see, Withville, uh, let's see, Manassas, Glen Ellen, Abingdon, Richmond, Newport News, Virginia Beach, Cluster, uh, a lot of people from Abingdon, apparently. I thought it was just Eric McClure, but apparently not. Uh, Troy, nope, there's nobody else from Mechanicsville, so only the Bears, along with the Grubs. So that's oh, your well. answer as to... So that's your answer as to what race car drivers are from Mechanicsville, Virginia. Well, I thought there were more, but I, but apparently there's, yeah, I, yeah, the whole Vickers, Virginia thing. Oh, and by the way, uh, we were referencing uh, earlier something else that happened. Let me find this really quick. 
Uh, in NASCAR Thunder 2003, Casey Kane is listed as being from Chesapeake, Virginia, and his birthday is listed as November 5th, 1959. That's Elton Sawyer's birthday. Correct. That's also That's exactly where Elton Sawyer is from. Uh, He's from Chesapeake, Virginia. <laughs> now, Casey Kane, on the other hand, was born on April... 10th, 1980, and he's from Washington State. Where in Washington? Some city I can't pronounce without looking it up. Hang on. I think it's Enumclaw or something. Enumclaw. 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 Something like that. But yeah. So that's the story behind all of that. <laughs> oh, God. So. Vickers. Okay. Why don't you talk about why Brian Vickers did not deserve a NASCAR ride after 2002? He sucked! Well, what did he do? Name one. Name one. Brian Vickers did that was worthy of him being in the five car for Hendrick. Name one thing he did in 2002 that made him worthy of that ride. Look at the ride he was in. And? It was terrible. It was his family's team for the record. I know. Uh, let's see. What was... <laughs> yeah, 2002. Uh, this is Vicker's stats, by the way. 21 races out of 34, part-time season, DNQ'd one race. One top 10! That's it! He did nothing to earn that ride! The only reason he had that ride to begin with was because he was Ricky Hendrick's best friend! He did not deserve that ride! Why don't you talk about 2006 the Talladega Fall Race and how happy it made me and angry it made me at the same time? Why would it make you happy? Jimmy Johnson didn't win. He still won the championship! It wasn't relevant! Exactly. Jimmy Johnson wasn't Uggsville yet, but I was still mad about that. <sighs> We're really getting nowhere here. And? We're going back to the olden days, it looks like today. Of what? Of rambling for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. Oh, God. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> and I told myself I wouldn't do that. Yeah, well, you're the one doing it now, so. All I did was look up drivers from Virginia for you because you want to know who's from Mechanicsville other than the Grub Brothers. That's on you, not me. 
And you're the one who wanted to talk about Andy Houston and how bad he is. That was an hour ago. Exactly. Oh, by the way, since I have these two memory cards, Mary is going to help me make custom cars on this game. Now that I can do. Are we doing that during the podcast? No. Oh, God, no. That would take forever. That would make this longer <laughs> than it already has been. So I guess this is it, right? No, we're almost. What else do we have to discuss? Why are they playing that horrible, horrible song? Jesus. All right. Let me actually go back because I need that. I'm doing... Uh, Mary's going to, to tell her everybody the story of why she became a Johnny Benson fan. I don't know if I can do that in eight minutes, but I'll give it a shot. So, this is a two-part story. The first part is the 2001 EA Sports 500, which is the fall Talladega race. That she will tell so here, and the then... Huh? That she will tell here. And then we'll cut this one and then move to another meeting. What the fuck is this? Okay, so it's the Fall Talladega race. This is the race that NBC wants to show off every single year. So this is the race that has that last lap big one and Dale Jr., Jeff Burton, Tony Stewart racing for the win. Well, in the big one, here's what happened. Bobby the body Bonnie decides to do and do a double bad block against Bobby Hamilton Sr. First, he tries to block him up high, and then... They're trying, now the one he's trying to block Hamilton, but they're now four wide with Ricky Craven and Johnny Benson to their inside. And of course, the inevitable big one. Obani wrecks himself, collects Craven, who then hits Benson, and then all three of them wreck, and then the big one's on from there. Obani flips over, Craven slides into the wall, but Benson goes head on into the wall full speed. Now, I had just turned 11, and I just had. Six drivers die in the past year and a half, and five of them were to head injuries, so that was a bit scary. And NBC, who broadcasted this race, was no help because Johnny had an onboard, and if you watch the onboard during the entirety of that wreck, he does not move. So that's a bit scary. Because his car ended up in the infield and there's no camera in that area, I could not see him get out of the car, so that didn't help either. It took until near the end of the broadcast where Johnny was literally the last driver interviewed to me to see that he was at least conscious, but in his interview, he was a little bit out of, out of it. So that's part one of the story. Part two of the story is the following Friday. So, Look, you're going to tell him part to... two. I was getting you're to going, that. You're telling in another meeting. Okay. Okay. So, here's part two of that story. The following Friday, Mom and I go to a Walmart because Mom has to pick up some things at this Walmart that she can't at the local grocery stores. So, we go to this Walmart, and being 11 years old, you do what every 11-year-old does. You go to the toy aisle. 
You do. So, and 20 year olds do that too. You, look, here's me. I always have to go down the toy aisle where the die cast should not be because they're die cast collectibles. Understand <laughs> that, children. You aren't collecting toys, you're collecting collectibles. Not everyone sees it that way. But back then, oh, okay, I definitely so back then, you know how today they have these itty bitty sectors for NASCAR? It was not yes. like that in 2001. It was literally an entire wall, end-to-end -end NASCAR stuff. That's how popular NASCAR was back in the day. Well, this particular day, I had found a 164 uh, scale Eagle 1 number 10 Johnny Benson diecast. And it came with this card. I'm like, let me go get the card right now. I'm pretty so sure I still have the card. I'm pretty sure I have the card, too. So what happened was, is that these diecasts came with this card. And it was a Chase the Race card. And I remember Johnny from that crash, right? So I picked up the item that contains this card. That contains, oh, I there we go. Mine's still in the packaging. I got plenty of variations of this card with multiple die casts, so it's okay. This is the exact card, and I don't know why this happened. I picked up the item remembering Johnny from that crash, right? And this literally happened. It took me years to come up with a decent enough explanation to explain what happened next. If you remember watching the original Men in Black movie, the first one, there is a scene where the lady mortician is looking at this cat. And this cat has a collar around it. And in this collar is a marble. And inside of this marble looks to be what looks like a galaxy, like the Milky Way or something like that, right? I yes. look into Johnny's eyes. And like the lady in that scene where she gets this overwhelming feeling, that same overwhelming feeling happens to me. So as a result of that, I ended up getting the item because, of course, being 11 years old, your mom has to pay for it. And I've been a fan of Johnny's ever since. Why did your mom pay for it? Why did your mom actually decide to get that for you? Did, did you just say, I want this? Now, that part I don't remember. I don't know if I just gave it to her or if I just put it in the car or sneak it in or something, but yeah. I, oh, I've snuck a lot of things in my parents' cart. <laughs> I should not own half the stuff I do. Yeah, that's true. Like, if it was under $5, it wasn't a big deal, so. Oh, those were never under, those were never over $5. They were probably $5 or less. Right. Like, like every week I would get to... a new baby back when that was a thing, and it was like $4.99. <laughs> Beyblades? Yeah, the original. Not, not the burst garbage they have today, but the original Beyblades. I used, to, I remember those. 
Beyblades, not not what it, uh. You were thinking. You were probably thinking of Bakugan. Oh God, I I remember Bakugan. It, yeah, like the the older version of Bakugan is way better than what it is now. Just him. It's like every time they try to remake a series, they ruin it. Like, yeah. Why does Jeff Gordon's picture always suddenly come up in this game? Every other driver, it doesn't. It's always Jeff. They always have to pick on Jeff. Uh, oh, I see what that is. Take care of this really quick. Is that is uh, my Zoom picture of, of me and Johnny how you expected me to show up a picture earlier? Yes. Oh. I'm not explaining to the people why you think that uh, that's how I was going to do it. Unless we absolutely have to. Okay. Right now I'm not concerned about that. Sixty eighty-five. Okay. I'm still doing these setups. Okay, let's see if there's anything in the news today. Since we're like, doing this. Mary's crazy. Oh gee, I wonder. I am not. You are too. After open moved up, I don't care. Oh, who's going to be in the booth for the All-Star Race? I should ask that. I don't think that's been announced yet. How did you think Jamie McMurray did yesterday? He didn't do too bad. I would say mainly average compared to others. Okay, let's see if there's anything in the next Was that the NASCAR on box theme? Huh? Was that noise I just heard the NASCAR on Fox theme? No. What was it? Uh, it's my text tone. Which is what? A sound effect from a long-forgotten show called Metabots. Oh, yeah, that's right. You told me about that. And your ringtone is the Press Your Luck theme. The uh, average ringtone, yes. There are specialized ringtones for certain people, but it's mainly... It, well, it's not the pressure luck theme. It's one of the whammies, actually. Oh. The pizza whammy, if you want to be more specific. Let's see. Andy Lally running Xfinity Race at Portland for Alpha Prime Racing. Okay. And American School Partners with Mike Harmon Racing at Texas. All right. So that's apparently the truck news. Not the truck news, the Xfinity news. The truck news, once I get that page loaded. Ah, uh, hello. Right, oh, these go. are the ones I used to use. Oh, shit. I remember okay. using these. Mental skills trading app Sevwins partners with Jack Wood at Texas Motor Speedway. Okay.
I mentioned Matt Crafton winning his appeal, so there's nothing there. Um, I guess that's it then. But uh, yeah. <laughs> Done long ago. <laughs> and then we just went all over the place. I'm still looking for a NASCAR. Let me ask Reddit. Oh no, what? What a good NASCAR Thunder 2003 um, uh, setup would be. For Daytona Beach. <laughs> okay, fine. Yeah, because Reddit's not going to be much help on that. You think those clods are going to know anything? Maybe. Yeah, definitely not. What is this? Why is, why is this file over here? Oh, okay. I see what that is. No, I got to adjust that. So I'll take care of that really quick. Yep. All right, so let's just get this over with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So thank you, everybody, for watching and, and or listening. Please comment. If you're on YouTube, please comment, like, and subscribe. Share the share this podcast with your friends. If you do subscribe, hit the bell icon to be notified about either all our uploads or just some of them. Also, check out the Destroyer H60 YouTube channel, which is available everywhere. YouTube is available. I almost said podcast because I recorded a video of mine earlier today. Yeah, I'm an idiot. Uh, anyways, I'll see you guys later. Peace out. The Pastimes and Other Musings podcast will be going live Fridays at 7 p.m. every single week, barring interruptions because of technical difficulties like a couple weeks ago. But otherwise, uh, everything is uh, good in there. If you want to be a part of our mailbag segment, be sure to email us at pastimespodcastguest at gmail.com. If your question is, can you be on the podcast, the answer is going to be resounding no! And what else will happen, Mary? You get banned. And blocked. Ban block, same thing. Uh, also, be sure to check out my channel, Ultimate 23 Dragon. I do have a video that came out earlier this week on Monday, so be sure to check out that interesting story of that particular race. That, that was definitely uh, one to remember for a variety of reasons. So uh, that's it for today, finally. Uh, thank you, everyone, for watching. This is Ultimate 23 Dragon and Squish Ball. And that's our final answer. <sighs> when are you going to stop with that?